0: You know, I still have people fucking making jokes about putting tea in the microwave. What, like, what, what are the jokes? Well, basically, it's like every time I mention something about having a cup of tea, oh, did you make it in the microwave? <laughs> well, These are you friends. don't <laughs> technically These are my friends.
1: It. You don't make it in the microwave. You just use the power of radiation to heat it up. Which is still fucking wrong.
0: We're going to start this episode with an argument about making tea in the microwave, Mike.
1: There's no argument. It's it's the correct way.
2: (laughs) Wrong. That's the way they do it for the Queen.
1: (laughs) The Queen needs like four people just to wheel her old ass around.
2: Let's face it.
0: The Queen is fucking old.
2: He's lived her life.
0: Yeah. And
2: someone else's. She's definitely stolen the life of others. Yeah, you know she goes to those, like, Bilderberg meetings,
1: and they're, like, sacrificing young children, orphans. Uh,
2: oh, I was owl, thinking more, uh, like, more like a Dracula-type situation. <laughs> yeah, oh, well,
0: like Elizabeth was... Bathory. Yes, Babies there you the... go. Babes in the blood of virgins. Hasn't done a very so... good job for her, has it? She needs to get something new, because whatever she's doing now
2: is not working. <laughs> All right, who's snacking on something?
0: No, That's no It's me. Sorry, <laughs> he was, just I...
2: muted his mic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, uh, I'm having uh, yogurt with strawberries, blueberries, and grain, and the grain is a lot crunchier than I thought. I don't even know why I felt the need to explain all that. It's pretty obvious.
0: Well, I just I had a Yorkie bar just before we came on. What's that? It's chocolate. It's not for girls. The original advert was Yorkie bar It's not for girls.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. That's sexist.
0: Yeah, well, this was the UK before everything got fucking politically incorrect. You know?
1: Yeah, they should bring back that AIDS chocolate, too. Hell, that's a big seller.
0: There was a um, dietary supplement called AIDS.
2: That's um, what he's talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It was diet chocolate. What the fuck is the point of that?
0: It defeats the purpose of what chocolate is. AIDS. <laughs> it's a bit like saying, is it good AIDS or bad AIDS? You know?
2: I, I lost 50 pounds with AIDS.
0: <laughs> fucking lose your life with AIDS, mate. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. You see,
1: it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Absolutely.
0: I just see your pick on uh, Instagram, Mike.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: I just hacked up a lung. Yeah, when you sent those trailers, I was driving from Val's house. I feel every time I leave her house early in the morning, I feel like I'm doing the walk of shame out of her apartment. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like carrying like my clothes and everything, because I always bring backup hey, can- clothes. Because you left your inside-out well, underwear what?
2: somewhere. Yeah. In there. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, Mike? <laughs> the watched... underwear you've worn two times in a row. <laughs> Mike, you watched all of the trailers.
1: Oh no, that was sarcastic. I, I didn't watch any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I when you sent them, I was like in the middle of driving, and she lives uh, like an hour away. So just pull over and start watching them on the highway. <laughs> Fucking right! You start watching them now actually a real quick story that you you made me remember we're in uh tampa bay for a bears game and i was just annoying the piss out of my one buddy who was driving a rental van and i was like i wanted to show this whitest kids you know sketch called the jizzle and it always cracked me up and i was annoying the piss out of him i was trying to play it but he kept like he was, like, driving too loud. He had all the windows open. And we're on the expressway. And he's like, you know what? Fine. And then he pulls over to the side of the road on the expressway. He's like, come on. We'll watch your, we'll watch your YouTube video. And then, just to be
2: a dick, I actually played it. <laughs> Is that the one where they do the jerk-off motion? They're like, no, no, dude, that was too quick. All no, right. that's,
1: <laughs> that one's called Slow Jerk. Slow Jerk. Oh, this that's a good called one. called The Jizzle. Instead of that <laughs> other uh, towel commercial, they... Uh-huh. Get a towel just to wipe up your cum, (laughs) and it's fucking hysterical.
2: (laughs) Oh, I haven't watched that shit in forever. Oh my god!
1: They have a great YouTube channel. They play like Dungeons and Dragons and everything, and they're and they're doing um, um, trying to get people to donate money for their upcoming movie called Mars.
2: They're still around.
1: Sort of. They don't have like the show anymore. They don't do like. stand-up anymore or tours but last year during the pandemic they got together on youtube and they do a weekly uh like a podcast thing and a uh like each of them have their own shows like timmy cooks has a cooking show on their twitch and sam does his own thing and trevor does his own thing it's pretty cool amazing very riveting
2: stuff all right speaking of riveting let's uh let's start doing our show so we can stop doing it as is the goal of all of them right Okay. right Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 107. Here on the podcast, we'd like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Fellas, how are we? Yeah. Excitement! I can taste it in the air. Or maybe that's, that's just my that... pumpkin spice tea. Oh God, you and your pumpkin, pumpkin spice.
0: fucking spice, really? dude! It's
2: June. <laughs> it's it's the season. Come on, man.
0: Well, we're halfway there. i live living know. out of
1: prayer, you know. <laughs> oh no! Whoa, well,
2: yeah. I fucking hate Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, Listen, don't ever say that, even when I'm around. If Elisa knows I know anyone that doesn't like Bon Jovi, she'll murder me.
0: <laughs> what? <Why>? Um, <laughs> hey, I bought Slippery When Wet. Fuck you. You know I like bon- I like that album.
2: Oh, I was she, she sweats Bon Jovi like <sighs> hard. I almost had to go to a Bon Jovi concert last year. Oh no! Thank God for COVID, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Thank God for COVID. Holy shit! Oh, all right, fellas. We're the, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, dot com. Our Gmail is all you need is Pod at gmail dot com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in all you need is blood and subscribe.
0: Oh wow, and we ch- ready. What's that?
2: Oh, done already. Usually save that shit until the last. I say it in the beginning of every episode, Shane.
1: This is the only episode that Shane's actually paying attention.
2: (laughs) Well, because usually in the beginning of an episode, he's rolling a cigarette or something. That's true. So he's not not actually listening. (laughs) Squirrel! (laughs) All right, fellas. So what's been going on with you since we last spoke? Mike, what have you been up to?
1: Really, I every day, I wake up at 7 in the morning, I go to the gym with my buddy, I come home, I eat, I go to work for 8 hours, and then I get home by 11 p.m., and I go to bed. And then on the days that I am off, I've been still playing the Mass Effect uh, remaster, and la- yesterday, Val and I went downtown and... It's not like I go downtown enough during the week. But um, we went again, and we saw a Monet exhibit at the Art Institute, which was extremely <clears throat> fascinating. And uh, it was cool. You do a little tour. They have a thing, like, on Monet's life and stuff. It was pretty interesting. And Val's the, the artist of the the group, so she was all into it. And it's pretty cool. Okay. But in that... Uh, yeah, that's 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 been my weeks. I've been trying to uh, listen to new music as it comes out and squeezing in these Conjuring movies throughout the week. So yeah, it's pretty much about it.
0: <laughs>
2: <sighs> well, you just ruined all the culture you built up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah <it> was culture.
2: <laughs> we live in America. We have no culture. We just take other people's cultures exactly. and call it our own. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. they've
2: been <laughs> Mmm, this is good tea. (laughs) Fucking shit tea, because it's
0: pumpkin spiced.
2: Mm, Oh, shit. Did you microwave it, Brian? I did not. I have an electric kettle. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, I have an electric
2: kettle, too.
1: That's not real tea. You need to boil water. Yeah, that's what you use a kettle What the hell do you think a kettle does? I don't know. You (laughs) said an electric kettle. I don't know what that entails. (laughs) My you gotta god. you gotta use a normal Leasier kettle.
0: The
2: what was that?
0: <laughs> what the Sorry, is... I was just opening up opening up fucking things. <laughs> I can't remember the I can't remember the links I sent you for the fucking um <laughs> the trailers.
1: Listen, you're not gonna distract me from this tea kettle thing. Oh my god, what the fuck fucking,
0: Oh you fucking oh bastard fucking
2: YouTube. Yeah, daddy, keep going. Well, you've broken Shane. I hope you're happy. Uh, okay. Fuck her. Okay, Shane, what have you been up to besides <laughs> not microwaving tea?
0: Uh, um, hold on. One second. Fucking piece of shit. Fucking PC. Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> right, um... You just hear shit in the background while I swear. It's
2: just going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, anyway, um, <laughs> what have I been up to? Uh, I did, um, I, um, let me see, um, one second.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please now keep here Mike. Yesterday,
0: yesterday, Mike? yesterday. Oh, my God, Shane. The shame. A shame, for shame. For God's, sake. God's sake. Look, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> we hear, hear song, everything. Song. Anyway, as I was saying. Yesterday, I took part in a Zoom chat with several other media types. Um, Did it sound it as awful as our version? show? Actually, it was very, very well organized. <laughs> it was surprisingly organized. And
2: Gee, I'm sorry, I can hear every word I say coming through your microphone.
0: Not anymore. I, I haven't oh. touched anything, so.
2: Oh, God, I'm having a heart attack over here. Okay, continue. I think you fixed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm... Yeah, please go on. Are you sure? Uh, I'm gathering... Um, What do you call Just? it? I don't know what I'm gathering. My brain cells. It's not working.
0: Anyway, I took part in a multimedia chat yesterday on Zoom with a few people. Um talking about things that we do and our legacy and i was talking about the legacy of the podcast and what kind of impact it will have on people in the future and i basically said they will be our podcast
1: actually crying. I'm sorry, Shane, but no one listens to us.
2: <laughs> oh, there's tears. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. I got <laughs> You need to turn your cam on so I can actually see these teeth. I want it verified.
2: Well, I have my cam. I can do that. Oh, let's see. that work? <laughs> uh, no i can't even get this thing fucking working yeah it's working it's working? It yeah. working i can't even see my own thing i think we're wearing the same on. shirt ryan uh did you also work at maintenance technologies international that's like the same color oh
0: there we go oh,
2: oh yeah. God. okay
0: anyway yeah we were talking about legacies and what things will people will leave behind. And everyone was kind of impressed that we've been sticking at doing this podcast for like four or five years or however fucking long it's been. And, you know, it's like even though we've only done 106 episodes so far, 107 included, including today, um, they were quite impressed how we just built it up naturally, like, you know, just like standard kind of like, here, check this link. Listen to our podcast. Here's where it is where you can find this kind of thing. <clears throat> and because we've been going for so long, how we've kind of established ourselves as a podcast group and, you know, how we've done quite well. I don't but, know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was the funny, it was the comedy fact that, as soon as they mentioned Legacy, and I said our podcast, and how I said the biggest legacy is, or the biggest surprise is, how we haven't actually managed to kill each other yet. So, oh. you know. Oh. No, so it's cool. A,
1: but technically, we, we did 108 episodes because Ryan deleted that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but didn't you find <laughs>
2: well, you did? well, actually, if you want to count them, there is an episode zero that's up there. And the one I deleted. And And there's probably a couple other onesie-twosie things on there, too.
1: Oh, but we're like self-made millionaires, you know?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that's why I
2: can afford flavored tea.
1: (laughs) One of those Jenners that
0: that built her brand. And by next episode, we'll all have had facial surgery. And just
2: like them, Mike, we built it with our
0: asses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The power of our ass. Yeah. So yeah. So I did that yesterday. That was a good chat. Um, we also brought up the subjects of like mental health and mental well being, and obviously music and film and all that kind of shit. Um, I haven't watched any movies this week because I remember watching The Conjuring a while back, and I remember started to watch it again on Netflix, and I was like, oh fuck's sake, I watched this already. Um, Because it was on a horror channel a couple of weeks back, and I remember watching it, and I was like, you know. So there was that. Um, And what else have I been doing? I picked up the new Garbage album yesterday. Well, I didn't pick it up. It actually arrived. I had it ordered and delivered, um, which is pretty good. Um, I've been listening to the Church's single featuring Robert Smith from The Cure. That was really good. Um, and not a great deal else. Um, being entertaining Ziggy quite a lot. Ziggy decided to um, entertain himself the other night by shredding one of the toilet rolls and then rolling around on the floor in it, being really proud. And you know, he was like, "Yeah, check me out. Look what I did, Dad." And I'm like, "Yeah, you little cunt." You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah,
2: that was about it. Awesome. Um, let's see, what have I been doing recently? Oh, I started playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night because I watched that Castlevania show. <clears throat> so I'm like, I'm going to play this again. And I downloaded the version on the PlayStation Store. It's part of a package called Castlevania Requiem, I think. And it's got two games. It's got Symphony of the Night and it's got uh, Rondo of Blood. And, um they changed the audio in symphony of the night and they got rid of the hilarious bad acting and replaced it with even worse acting. And I, I don't know. I don't know what the point was. Like the lines were absolutely, I guess there wasn't close enough to the Japanese translation or something, which made it for some really hilarious dialogue, the original version. So they changed it into this other dialogue, but they hired like the worst actors. So, like, while the previous one, Alucard's voice is all, like, badass and, like, super low. Like, there's no way I could even get my voice that low. Um, The new one, he just sounds like a normal guy. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not exciting anymore (laughs) when he's talking down to death. (laughs) Like, come on. So, but I've been playing that, and uh, I decided I'm just going to... You don't get a platinum from beating at all because it's part of two games. It's a package. But I'm going to 100% Symphony of the Night. That's my next move.
1: Yeah, I've been, Val was talking about that just today. I need to uh, start playing Symphony of the Night. I I loved Bloodstained, but I've never finished Symphony of the Night.
2: Oh. Mike, just to get the 100% on it, I blew through the game and got the first ending. And then immediately restarted and, you know, went back to get, like, the better ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. So good. Oh, let's see what else. Uh, I s- oh god. <laughs> I started reading the Invincible comic because I discussed the show last week, the last time whenever we did this, and uh, the comic's different. It's it the the order of events is slightly different, but it's the same tone. It's the same uh, the same style of uh, drawing and everything, which is pretty interesting, and um, it's good. It's real good. There's some funny stuff in it. I like it. So I'm going to keep going through that. I've already gotten to the part where the show ends. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just spoil the next season by <laughs> continuing to read the comic. But um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Sweet. That's about it. Oh, the other thing I did, I got a new phone recently. And I it, it, it has uh, wireless charging. And my previous phones did not have that because I usually buy a phone like every eight years or something. Like I just keep using them until they're on the brink of death. And now I've got the wireless charging thing, and I'm like obsessed with it. I fucking love it. I'm like, oh, I gotta get a charging pad for my desk at work. Oh, I gotta get one for this place in my house. And then I bought wireless charging headphones because my cats ate my other headphones. I'm like, yes. What uh? What phone did you get? Uh, I ended up with a Pixel Five, which is the first new phone that I have bought. In usually, I buy used phones. I always go online and buy used phones. But uh, I don't know. I, I just didn't on this one.
1: How, how is was it? Like, Do you like Fuck it. it?
2: I mean, I like it. It's a fucking cell phone. You know, it, it takes pictures and does whatever. I don't know. It, it, what I like about it is that it immediately pulled over all of the, um, like, how I had my, because my, I used to have the Pixel 1. So it pulled over all my previous pixel settings and everything, and just dumped them on there. Like I didn't have to change my wallpaper. I didn't have to do anything. It was already there. I'm like, oh, perfect. So it's like you didn't even get a new phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only the battery lasts. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to dying. I'm still rocking my minutes.
1: Galaxy S nine. And it's the last. Uh, it's the last Galaxy I know that has a
2: headphone jack.
1: Yeah, and, no, mine uh,
2: doesn't have a headphone jack. I yeah, realized it's... that as I went to plug one in.
1: Oh, man, it's so fucking ridiculous. I hate wireless headphones. <laughs> and I'm
2: like, I'm hoping this doesn't die, because I... Ugh. If you want, Mike, I'll get you my, my Pixel 1. Uh, you, just, you gotta put a new battery in it, but it'll probably <laughs> still work. I love this thing, otherwise. I'm on t mobile site
1: now, and I'm seeing what I can do. Oh, boy, here we go.
0: i still got my
1: Asus. <laughs>
2: Asus?
0: I didn't know Asus, Asus made phones. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Neither did I. I've had this for the last four years. <laughs> there
2: you go. Oh, God. All right, I'm sweating now.
0: Indeed.
2: Yeah, it's a phone, right? I mean, it takes the pictures. It goes on Facebook. What, what else do I want? I, I've okay, boys. every
1: phone I had, real quick. Yep. Does your does your picture quality go down after a while, or is it's just me overthinking?
2: So mine did on my Pixel, and I realized that was because uh, the cover I had on it did not protect the lens, and I got a bunch of scratches on the lens. <laughs> and it, every picture ended up looking like shit. I'm like, why is this such garbage? Oh, my lens is scratched. Yeah. Um But actually, a funny story about that. So <laughs> at least it's going to kill me. Elisa had a, oh, I don't know, uh, it it was a Galaxy Mini back in the day, maybe it was like a Mini 3, I don't know, it was like an earlier Galaxy, and uh, so she had it, and every picture she took came out like shit, and I'm like, babe, you know, you're shaking your hand, you're not holding it steady, you're doing, I don't know what you're doing, but your pictures are coming out like garbage, like everything's fuzzy, She takes apart her case. She cleans her case; it's spotless. There's not a, everything still looks like crap. So one day she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try cleaning the case again." takes Takes it out of the case, and she has the phone just sitting there. And I pick it up, and I look at it, and I go, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" She goes, "What? The little plastic peely thing?" Oh no! Still <laughs> on her <laughs> camera lens. And I peeled it off. And the camera was brand new, crystal clear, and she had already owned the phone for three or four years. (laughs) That's hysterical. (laughs) She's like, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, Good times. All right, boys, I got some news we got to go through. I think this is going to be like half our show because Shane decided to flood us with uh, trailers (laughs) that he forgot what he said.
0: I've got
2: All right, first, let's start off. We got some news. Uh, Kevin Bacon has joined Peter Dinklage, Jacob Tremblay, and Taylor Page in the Toxic Avenger remake. Uh, apparently, Kevin Bacon's going to be playing a bad guy. I'm wondering, I mean, are they going to do the same storyline where it's like the fat mayor? Like, I want to see Kevin Bacon in a fat suit is what I'm getting at.
1: I'm I'm interested to see like this big Hollywood trauma thing. I would never Hollywood trauma. Yeah, I would I feel like I would never say that before, but this is going to be kind of fun to see.
2: Yeah, I just watched uh, Kevin Bacon on Instagram yesterday. He made a salmon pizza on his grill.
1: Oh. Maybe I'm not so stoked anymore. <laughs> he seems like a cool dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and if he's joining Toxic Avenger, I mean, he's got to yeah. have some type of humor, you know? Exactly. So that's pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, also, another remake. Uh, John Carpenter's Christine is going to be written and directed by Brian Fuller. Um, they announced that's going to be made. Uh, he's written for Star Trek, Hannibal, and the American Gods show. So, um... I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm not looking forward to? Terrible fucking CGI as Christine rebuilds herself. That's exact- like, It's going to look like a Transformers
0: movie. It looked
2: know. so good back in the day.
0: I don't know what to make of this whole new remake of Christine. I really don't, because I love that film so fucking much. It is one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. And I don't know how I feel. I really don't. So I don't. Really? I just don't get this whole remake bullshit.
1: I really don't. It's Shadow. Pl- my cat is meowing at me. My phone's going off. It's fucking chaos here. Um, but this is our legacy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. I just. America. I just don't get it. Like, what the fuck? Like, I know it's an easy paycheck, but Jesus, leave it alone.
2: Yeah, I t- Shadow's upset. I can tell that. Shadow is pissed. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like this all the time. <laughs> in other remake news, boys, a Firestarter remake is underway. Starring Zac Zach Efron, uh, Michael... Uh, what's his, How do you say his name? Grey Eyes? I don't know how you say his last name. And uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, who was one of... She played a little kid in one of the It movies. I don't think she was... you know, She wasn't one of the main kids. She was... Some little kid in the movie. Um, and she's going to be playing the Drew Barrymore role. Oh.
0: Anyway. So, very
2: excited for yet another remake of Firestarter. I think this is like the third one. I I don't think I've ever seen Firestarter.
0: All I haven't seen um, Firestarter for about 30 years, I don't think.
2: From what I remember, it's not bad. It's got George C. Scott as like the, the guy oh, that's, that's hunting really? her down. Yeah. I mean, it's old. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Drew Barrymore's like a little kid in it. it was
0: 1983. Yeah. 83 or 84.
2: I remember being okay, and then they made, like, another remake, and then like a sequel, and then like a TV show. Ugh. Dumb.
0: And then, oh, then there was "Tune by the Prodigy. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't
1: know that one. That's one of their more popular songs that I actually know.
2: Oh, Firestarter. Okay, I got it. Is that have anything does it have anything to do with the movie?
0: No, I just felt like saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I know you guys are sick of hearing about remakes, but hi, uh, let's talk about another remake, Rob Zombies oh. remake of The Monsters. You got you got about two minutes
1: to set aside so I could just fucking shit on this thing. <laughs> I know I know Ryan's a Rob Zombie super fan, so I don't want to step on any toes
2: or anything, but I actually have a pair of his underwear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shadow, stop. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go away. Um, it's gonna be bad.
2: Can he do a comedy?
1: I don't think he can. Well, most of
2: his scripts are laughable, anyway. So, oh boy, I don't know. I you see what
1: I did I, there. It made it seem like most of scripts. Yeah, you got
2: him. You got him good. You got him real good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, Rob Zombie should just fucking leave the monsters alone.
2: So when fact- w- when they were talking about like he was at one point was going to remake the blob. I'm like, okay, I could see Rob Zombie doing that and making it like a white trash blob. Okay. But the Munsters, how the fuck is that going to work? Like, is Herman going to (laughs) come storming up the stairs, swearing, throwing out motherfuckers? And I don't know. The only (laughs) thing I'm sad about is that Sid Haig is is dead, and I would have loved to see his version of Grandpa. Just a belligerent Foul-mouthed asshole vampire. <laughs> I already think
0: that would have
2: been funny. You already might, know
0: the. He Sorry, might just, things, so that's right. Now he might just stick with the original idea of it being like a feel-good comedy, which for Rob Zombie would be interesting. But the fact that Sherry Moon is pay, playing um, Lily, nah, I don't like that. Don't the they announce she's... that? Yeah, it's already been announced that she's playing Lily. The only thing she's good
1: for is like how she was in House of Thousand Corpses, where she was just kind of kind of like a side character in a way. She wasn't really too like And then like Devil's Reject, she's like the main focus.
0: See, I love I love Devil's Reject, so I think that's one of his <clears throat> best films. No,
1: I agree, but I just I fucking hate her. Like she is just so damn annoying.
0: She's,
2: I thought she was, she was actually really good in Lords of Salem. That, that was Zombie, her best performance.
0: Sherry Moon Zombie, to me, is like Mila Jovovich. She looks pretty, but can't act for shit.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: But what I do give Zombie is he's a great choreographer. Not choreographer. C- uh, cinematographer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he really he knows how to film it. Like, probably yeah, does good choreography. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, it, *Lords of Salem* was gorgeous looking. Yeah, I fucking love the look of it. But everything else, I was, i got to rewatch it. But
0: Hammer uh. to me for getting Patricia Quinn in for that? Because she doesn't do movies these days. And you know, he got her in for *Lords of Salem*, which I'll give him his dues for. But personally speaking, I thought *Lords of Salem* was a pile of shit. Oh, I loved it. <clears throat> I
1: loved so it. from what I remember I loved the first like 40 45 minutes of it and just that one scene still sticks out to me when I think it was the long scene in the kitchen or something and like mm-hmm. that, uh, like witch was in the corner and I didn't notice it until like the ver- last few seconds and I was like, what I had to rewind it. I'm like, that is so cool that's that scene actually sticks out to me because of how gorgeous that movie looked it, man and then I'm hoping the monsters kind of looks like the same way. It'd be kind of cool to see, like, an updated, like, monsters house, and it would be kind of cool, because I know he does, like, his practical effects and stuff, so it may look gorgeous, but fucking
2: Sherry Moon, come on.
0: I want to see if he's going to pull off doing Spot.
2: Spot? The dragon?
0: <laughs> yeah. I want to see if he's going to do that, and if he's going to manage to um, pull off, like, the... Uh... The fucking weeds and the trees that like basically mangle people up and shit. Yeah. Can he do
2: a like PG movie?
0: It'll be interesting if he does.
2: <sighs> like the monsters has to be PG, right? I mean, it, oh, yeah, it, it has to be. I, I mean, mean off, does off, it though? Off, no. Because most of the people that watch the
1: monsters have grown up now, and they a younger generation. What the hell? Why? I
0: mean, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't know. I have the monster I have the Monsters box set and I still watch it. I can only watch watch so many episodes at a time though, but I love the Monsters. I've all- I always have done. I actually preferred that over the Addams Family.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I was always more of a Monsters guy myself, Shane.
0: Yeah. I like the Addams Family movies, but the TV oh, stuff yeah. was a bit near. Yep.
2: Well, that's what we're going to have to look forward to, fellas. Can't wait for some more Rob Zombie action. So let's move on from our world of remakes. Um, we got a couple trailers to go through. First, I put I sent out a trailer to you guys. Um it was a trailer for Demonic. Um, maybe, maybe you did see this like a week ago, Mike. Uh, it's from Neil Blomkamp. And it's his new... It looks like it's like a technological possession horror movie. <clears throat>
1: I did not and watch it.
2: It it looks good, man. I'm I'm hyped for this. Like it, it, it shows
0: Go ahead, Shane. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't look too bad.
2: Yeah, it shows like a woman putting on this like I guess he like a uh, like a brain hat or whatever and like her consciousness gets sucked into a computer and it shows like her being digitized into the computer world or whatever and then you know it's a trailer she gets it's just pieces of the movie. But somehow she gets like connected or possessed by a demon or something, and it's like controlling her. And there's all kinds of awful things that are happening. And the visuals are crazy. Just in this trailer alone, I think it's it's going to be interesting. I like Neil Blomkamp, and uh, I think this is going to be pretty good. And it's coming into theaters in August. I'm so, so down with that.
1: I think they did uh, Blomkamp dirty with this alien thing, so <clears throat> oh, I'll yeah. support oh, him yeah. any way I can.
2: And then Shane sent us a bunch of trailers. Uh, Shane, yeah. did you want to go through some of the trailers you sent out?
0: Well, Except actually...
2: I, I think one of them we already covered like a couple of weeks did ago. We...
0: Which one was that?
2: <laughs> the Barbara Crampton one. I think we already talked oh, about Jack, that. Jack, 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 Jacob's wife? Did we? Yeah, I thought we already talked. I watched that trailer. I must have talked about it at some point.
0: I don't remember you talking about it. But yeah, basically, um, Jacob's wife is essentially um, Barbara Crampton and... Oh, what's the name of the guy who was in the film? Um, the other guy, he's been in other things. I've seen him in other things. He was in... Oh, what was that werewolf movie we all like? Oh, the uh, old... Late Phases. Yeah, he was in that. He was the um, priest in that. Um, yeah, it's basically how they go out on a date. Um, and they... They... Um, they Uh, they end up in this room and then they discover there's this box as they're sitting on this box and they're about to get it on and this box opens up and there happens to be some kind of vampiric form in there Um, which basically she gets turned into a vampire and the trailer to me actually looked quite funny Um, with what it looks like some of the um, anecdotes that are going on in there or some of the circumstances but it's just He's obviously a priest. He's trying to protect his wife while he's going around and killing all the people that she's turning. And she's got... Um, when she goes to the dentist and the dentist is like, you've got two, two new teeth growing through. And she's like, what? But it um, turns out she's got a, like, the Musferatu kind of teeth. <laughs> um, and that looks kind of cool. Uh, it doesn't look too bad. It doesn't, I, I don't think it looks too bad. Um,
2: it looks all right. This looks like a Netflix watch for me, you know.
0: it's on shutter.
2: Oh well, whatever. I'm not gonna go out of my way, you know, yeah to to watch it, but if it's streaming online it it might catch my interest for a while. yeah, so it looks all right. um the next one Shane, uh the nest what's what's going on with this?
0: I don't know what's going on with this. I mean, it looks strange, but it's obviously. To me, it's um, family go to a yard sale. Little girl picks up a, a teddy bear, and the, just looking at the teddy bear straight from the trailer it's like, yeah, that looks fucking that looks sinister as fuck, right? Don't touch it. Um, and um, essentially, the teddy bear itself has something living inside it, and it basically creeps out at night and kills people. Um, and it seems also like it's kind of got a psychological hold on the little girl. Um, and it basically, she tells it, I would imagine she's telling it to go and kill these people because they've upset her in some way. But, um, it's basically bug infestation. So it looks kind of interesting. Um, and it's just from the trade of Alara. It's just all these little insects and just like killing people left, right and centre. And there's the one, one insect that looks like it's controlling everything around the little girl. And the last scene where you see her feeding it sugar as well. So it's obviously she's feeding it and training it to kill all these people. And it's like how the teddy bear... Basically it just erupts, it pulsates and then erupts. That looked kind of freaky.
2: Yeah, I was I was shocked this wasn't a remake of The Nest from the nineteen eighties about like the yeah, giant cockroaches. Right. <laughs> I thought that's what it was gonna be when I saw it. I'm like oh it's a bug movie called The Nest. Here comes another remake. Old,
0: wasn't that one called The Nest?
2: I think it was just called The Nest. There's another movie called The Nest that's like a slasher movie. I think I have, uh, but I haven't watched The Nest. Let's see. Oh, my God. There's so many fucking nests. Uh, Yeah, 1987, The Nest. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one with the cockroaches. All right. That's a dumb movie, but definitely worth a watch. Great practical effects. I should go watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And last, Shane, you had the trailer for Fear Street.
0: Yeah. Fear Street is a trilogy of movies. It's a film trilogy event that's coming out next month on Netflix. And obviously, it's about um, a group of teenagers discover that terrifying, ev- terrifying events have haunted that town for generations and may all be connected. Um, that they may be the next targets. It's based on R.L. Stein's best selling horror series, which I guess was like some teenage horror book thing that came out in the 70s and 80s. And basically, the trilogy itself follows the nightmare through Shady Side's Sinister History. And the first film, because I mean, the trailer covers the, all three films and they're all set in different time periods so you've got Fair Street Part 1 is set in 1994 then um Part 2 comes out a week oh yeah um that comes out on July 2nd July 9th you've got Fair Street Part 2 which is set in 1978 also it features the redhead girl from Stranger Things season 3 and season 2 so um she's in it and then Fair Street part 3 is set in 1666 um, so it's all set around witches being burnt at the stake and it kind of looks um, so that's it looks kind of interesting
2: I was shocked that I watched this trailer and I was like oh I, I kind of want to watch this now yeah like what when, when I heard the premise of it, uh, it's it's an R.L. Stein trilogy of movies. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Like, I don't want to yeah. watch like a little kid movie, but it they look decent. They it looks interesting. I kind of want to watch it now, and I think I might be able to trick Elisa into watching these. I'll just tell her it's like a Stranger Things type thing.
0: Yeah, which goes connection with it's got the girl from the Stranger Things season two and three in it. Sure. Hmm. Um, but, but, yeah,
2: I was I was surprised at the quality of, like, it looks good. And there's blood. I'm like, there's blood? But yeah. it's R.L. Stein. Okay.
0: So I've never read R.L. Stein's books. So um... Oh,
2: when I, when I was little, Shane, Goosebumps was the shit. Right. You know? I was like in
1: the a... uh, Goosebumps fan club at my local library. Wow. Yep.
2: Are you still in it?
1: <laughs> yeah, we actually wrote to R.L. Stein, and he supposedly wrote back.
2: What did you write him? Did, I don't remember. I, I
1: was like, I was like twenty five then, you know.
2: It's <laughs> <was> like twenty five.
1: <laughs> no, I really don't remember. I think we were just like, you know, hey, we're we're, we're the local library of in Illinois, and uh, we like your books. And I think he wrote back like "thank you" or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that, you know, when I was little, I had a whole row of Goosebumps books, you know, when you'd have the Scholastic book fairs at school. Oh,
1: those are so cool. We used to they have block...
2: Oh, yeah. They line the tables up with books, and you're just like, here we go. I got 10 bucks. I'm coming home with like 30 books.
0: Hmm. So. I used... There was a book I bought years and years ago cry vampire by terence Dix and he was responsible for doing episodes of doctor who as well as a few other things and look, i remember reading this book when i was a kid and i thought wow this is fantastic i loved it um because it was, was kind of similar but i picked it up from one of these scholastic school fairs that we used to have and we used to basically order books and you'd get the order in and then about two or three weeks later these books would turn up And I remember getting really excited about this book and I went home and read it. And it's like 100 pages. So, And it's like this story, this full-on vampire story about a group of vampires moving into suburbia and kids going missing and all the rest of it. How this one little kid and two of his friends basically find out who they are, how they can defeat them, and that there's another family whose daughter has gone missing and they basically just fucking go in and like take them out it was a really cool book and I managed to pick it up a few years back really really cheap and I was like I'm fucking having that I was really looking forward to reading it and then I read it again and I was like oh that's a bit of a disappointment really but it's amazing how books when you're a kid are really really cool but as an adult you read them again you're like no I shouldn't have bought that
2: (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think if I did something like that recently. Uh, I don't think so. You know, I, I did, I still have my scary stories to tell in the dark books from when I was little. They're downstairs, and I did read through those when that new new movie came out. And they were still like, I was like, oh, these are kind of cool still. The drawings are awesome, and the stories are spooky.
0: I, don't I know, actually, I actually cool. bought that film last year. I didn't actually buy it, you know, because I thought I'd heard I'd heard about it and I'd heard various things about it from people. I thought, oh, well,
2: maybe you go should go listen go to, go. to our episode on it, Shane. Yikes! <laughs> Silence.
0: The the episode we talked about scary movies or scary stories to tell in the dark. I was there for that, like you twat. <laughs> what <laughs> are you
2: talking about then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because I bought it, because you're talking about those books. Yeah. And I'm saying, I bought the movie last year, and I watched it again recently. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I thought you were saying that you hadn't seen it yet.
0: No, I've watched it. Oh, okay. I bought it. Excellent.
2: Well, I buy a lot of things I don't watch. you got to see the stack of shit i got over here. That last Vinegar Syndrome sale put a friggin' pile of movies on my table. I've not gotten to it yet. All right, guys, let's get, oh wait, there's one more little thing I wanted to talk about. I didn't even really (laughs) want to talk about it, but I wrote it down here, so I feel like I got to read things that are written down. Um, E3 is happening this weekend, is that correct, Mike?
1: Uh, Yeah, Ubisoft starts uh, today in about three hours.
2: About even prior to the E3 opening event, there was a bunch of trailers and stuff that got released for hype, probably from companies that aren't at E3, is what I imagine, uh, they had a big trailer for Elden Ring, which is the next from software game. And I think it looks gorgeous. It's just, Val is stoked for that. It's beautiful. And I, I'm not <laughs> big on what's that Shane?
0: Just kind of for paste.
2: Okay. He's like, ah, oh, video games. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh yeah, it it looks great. It, and I don't know. I, I think the art direction. From From Software is is like the best in any video game. I don't know how those guys do it. Everything looks so good.
1: Yeah, just from what I've seen, Val play like Dark Souls and uh, Bloodborne. It's gorgeous looking. Yeah. So I'm sure this is going to be no different. I haven't seen the trailer yet though.
2: Yeah, it looks good. Uh, th- there's a good amount of gameplay in the trailer too, which is nice because you rarely see that from events like this. Uh, also, a trailer that had a lot of gameplay is the trailer for the Evil Dead game. And I, I'm not hyped at all. I don't even want to play it.
1: <laughs> no, because uh, I asked about it in the forum, and I I thought it was going to be. I initially thought it was going to be a Left 4 Dead game, in a way. You know, you could, sure. you know, you could be so and so, and you're going to have to fight off waves of demons. Cool, sign me up. But when I found out that it's another evolve or you know friday the 13th or right. it's one of those games that rely on the audience to even you know keep the servers running i no right. way I'm um,
2: no yeah it's gonna last like a couple weeks <clears throat> and then it's gonna be free and then yep. no one's still gonna play it and then and that's gonna be it that's the end of the game yep so I don't know. I, I don't want that. I think what you what you said about a, a Left For Dead would be a better idea. I mean they are making that next it's not Left For Dead, whatever the fuck it's called. It's called uh, Back for Blood. Back and for I Blood, am yeah.
1: Fucking amped for it because they just announced that it's going to Xbox Game Pass day one. And really? Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. Because my buddy and I have put in I think the last time I checked, we put in like five hundred hours into Left For Dead 2. And we just we used to play that so much, and we would get all the achievements. We would try to go for certain achievements, and we just put so much time into that game. And we were waiting for Left for Dead three, just like everybody else. Yeah, it's but now out we're Half Life three, I think. Yeah, and now we're getting Back for Blood, who just the, from the people who helped work on those Valve games. So
2: yeah, they're like, oh, Valve doesn't want to make video games anymore, so we're just going to make their games for them. Exactly. Good. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I hope. Did I know? There's probably no news about it. I hope they do cross platform because I would love to fucking. We back in the day, we used to have a UHM Left for Dead session. Like I think Fright would host it, and a a, a bunch of the UHM guys would go on and we play it on Steam.
1: Oh, that sounded fun.
2: Oh, that was good back in the day. But yeah, that sounds good. I I, I love, uh, uh, you know, team. Zombie wave games like that. I just think it's a blast. So that should be good. That's all I really had written down. We don't need to talk about any other stuff. Unless there's something interesting that you saw come in, Mike. Uh, no. So. (laughs) Alright, well we'll see what E3 pans out. Maybe there'll be some other good games shown. Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, not really. I mean...
1: Uh, you know, the consoles are still new, so there's nothing... I don't think in 2021 either console is going to have this game that you're going to have to buy a console for.
2: Oh, uh, I was going to say Elden Ring is going to be a big one, but that's not everything.
1: So. Yeah, that's on everything. I'm talking about like an exclusive, you know. Sony's got ration and sure. Clank. Sure, that looks fun. But that doesn't justify spending 500 bucks on a console. Um, you know, Microsoft they're going to have a ton of halo information which i'm so excited for and you i can't think until
2: that comes out in 2028
1: or i know fuck it's, it's come... supposed to come out uh, at the end of this year um but both i think both systems i mean they're gonna have their popularity next year i think when more consoles get released and hopefully both of them or microsoft has the balls to put out some good exclusives for a change so we'll see
2: Ah uh, they'll just buy studios and make them exclusive. Yeah. I mean I mean they're on the right track I guess, but Oh my god, I stink. Dude, I do too. Oof. I it smells so bad. I'm sitting here, I'm like, what is that? Oh that's me. <laughs> oh time for a shower, I think. Jesus. Alright, let's get to our our main topic here, fellas. We the new conjuring movie came out. And I thought, what better time to revisit The Conjuring films than right now? Um, I did not watch any of the spinoffs, no Annabelle's or nuns, or apparently that La Llorna movie is in The Conjuring world. I, I had didn't. no idea. I didn't. Mike, I watched it, and I didn't know it was part of it. I was oh like, oh, God. really? <laughs> so, it sucked anyway. Who
0: cares? <laughs> Someone offered, but, a uh, gift, someone offered a copy of that to me the other day, and I went, no, all will pass things.
2: Yeah, I say it sucks. It, it it wasn't bad. It's just the most generic ghost movie you've ever seen in your life. Like, you've already seen this movie, Shane. You just haven't seen this version of it. It's the same as every other ghost movie.
0: It's always a bleeding case, though, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Just about.
1: If I go so... silent in about three minutes, I'm only going to be silent for, like, five minutes. Because... I'm trying to buy these records and they're very limited.
0: <laughs>
1: I had to explain myself because if you talk to me and I
0: don't respond, I have to say something. No, okay. I understand that because I know it's record store day today.
1: Well, it's not just that it's uh there's a website called Nessie media and they release like these limited to a hundred records all the time. It's like one dude out of China and he releases a batch per month and they usually sell out within like minutes. And i this going to be try the first time I'm going to try to get some, some albums. And they're re-releasing Butchered at Birth by Cannibal Corpse. It's like the first time in a very long time. So, yeah. Do you know I'm what, dude?
0: Done. You do that. Do that. Me and Ryan, we'll, we'll sit here and talk to that. We'll talk about this. And then you crack on with that. Because I know vinyl is important to a lot of people.
2: I'm only going to be gone for a couple of minutes. So. No, you're
0: fine. You crack on, man. <laughs>
2: I think Shane wants you off the podcast, Mike.
0: No, you, no, you twat. You've infuriated
2: in him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you've both infuriated me. <laughs> no, seriously, no, I understand entirely what it's like for a vinyl collector to get stuff, so I've, I've been there. But yeah. Great.
2: All right, Shane, well, since you're so willing to talk, why don't you tell us about the first film, The Conjuring?
0: Oh, uh, The Conjuring, yes. Right. Now, I'll start off with this synopsis. In 1971, Caroline and Roger Perron move their family into a dilapidated Rhode Island farmhouse, post, and soon strange things start happening around it with escalating nightmarish terror. In desperation, Caroline contacts the motive paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, to examine the house. What the Warrens discover is a whole area steeped in a satanic haunting that is now targeting the Perron family wherever they go. To stop this evil, the Warrens will have to call upon all their skills and spiritual strength to defeat the spectral menace at its source that threatens to destroy everyone involved. Um, now, this movie, when it first came out, I have to say I was incredibly sceptical about, skeptical about watching it. But it's actually directed by James Wan and it's written by Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes. Um, and I was surprised, obviously, it's got um, Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor in it. So, because I remember watching it for the first time, and I'm thinking, oh, I know these faces.
2: Yeah, Ron Livingston, a.k.a. Peter from Office Space, and that's all I will refer to him as.
0: Yeah, and also, because he was also in Band of Brothers as well. Peter! Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was really cool. Um See those two and Lily Taylor. I've seen her in so many things. I mean, she was in that vampire movie she did with Christopher Walken a few years back. I can't remember what the name of it was called, though. But, um, she was, yeah, she was
2: was in the Haunting remake,
0: yeah, there was uh, that, um, yeah, and because obviously she was in episodes of Six Six Feet Under as well, Mm. which was one of my favorite TV shows, and um. Yeah, it was it was quite an interesting story to start off with because obviously it's just your generic husband, wife, and abundance of kids that move in to a house, and like one of the kids discovers a doll, and all of this kind of shit, and all this weird shit starts happening to them, and they end up like scarpering out of the house, but then it kind of turns out that um, something's not quite right with. Um, with the wife, with Caroline Perrin, Um, and obviously, uh, I don't know if you want to go into spoilers with it, but it's essentially just the Warrens themselves discover that the presence is basically inhabiting one of the family, and they're trying to work out who it is, and when they find out who it is, um, they take measures to try and get them separated. And then when that doesn't work, <laughs> it really goes to shit really quickly. Um, and then it's when they discover that it's actually Lily, um, Lily Taylor's character is the one who's possessed, and she's they're reliving um, the possession that happened years before, and everything is being rel- relived through th- through the family. So when they discover that. There was a family that previously inhabited the house, and they ended up dead. It's happening again through uh, Lily Taylor and her family. And I thought it was—I thought it was—it um, was a bit slow to start with, but it was also quite interesting as well. Um, it kept me intrigued while I was watching it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, um, and I thought the effects in it were fairly good. You know, it was is not the greatest movie in the world, but it definitely kept me intrigued throughout watching it. Motherfucker!
1: Sorry, I. Butcher Bird sold out within thirty seconds.
0: Oh, you're and joking? Was...
1: Nope. A hundred of them gone in like thirty seconds. Wow
0: I bet so right. I'll tell you what, man. I bet they are all fucking scalpers.
1: Uh, oh, I know. I know. Ugh. Hands down. Easily. Yep. All right. Go so on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Double the price. Yeah. It's okay. I got three others. So uh, go on with
0: conjuring.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it wasn't a bad movie. It was definitely interesting to watch for the first time.
2: Yeah. And... Uh,. I like this one also uh, rewatching it. This is the second time that I watched it. I think the first time was when we discussed it originally, Shane. Yeah. And um, one thing that I noticed in this that I ended up liking more was, I think uh the Warrens in this uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera is what is it? Farmicia. How do you say her yeah. name? Farmicia. I don't know how you say her last name. Um, They're great in this. And this is, uh-huh. I think, the two of them uh, work better. They have the best chemistry in this movie compared to the other ones that they're in.
0: Right. I,
2: I, think, I think they do an excellent job at it, and there's like this wholesomeness that is somehow alluring. Like, usually I don't give a shit about, you know, oh, these are goody two-shoes, but there's like, for some reason, watching this, I'm like, ah they're so nice, and they like each other. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's only in this movie. It didn't come through in the others that like they had this like indescribable like goodness. I don't know. Um, they're like do-gooders. They're the, they're the if they were gonna be a sandwich, they'd be mayo sp- uh, spread on plain white bread. Like <laughs> it's the most boring thing, but they're like so wholesome. I can't help but like root for them. Yeah. Um, like specifically though, there's one part where uh, where they've got Lily Lily Taylor handcuffed to a chair. Hmm. and they're like oh my god we're we're gonna have to do an exorcism and uh the the husband's like all right i'll go get a priest she's like there's no time ed's gonna have to do it and the guy's like but you're not a priest you said we needed a priest and she looks over at him and she goes he can do it and i'm like oh my god it just (laughs) got me right there yeah oh it's so wholesome i loved it (laughs) and i never go for that shit um the story itself, I think they have a problem where they tried, they tried matching the real life characters too well. Yeah. Like they've got five kids. Okay. Cut that shit out. Knock it down to two kids. You can't ah. fucking keep track of who these five girls are. They're like, wait, is this the one that they showed? And I'm convinced there's at least one of them. They didn't show till the end of the movie where they're all hugging. Like, yeah, right. where's that kid been? I haven't seen that one the whole time. Um, <laughs> they, they should have knocked it down to like two or three kids and it would have been fine with that. Yeah. You know, you can merge a couple of them. It's OK. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ron Livingston and uh, and Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor's good. She's awesome. Uh, Ron Livingston is kind of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's there. I don't he's know. Just, I he's always cool. forget he's in it. He's, he's, well, so did I until I saw him and I go, it's Peter,
0: <laughs> Peter. It's almost like um, they're just like your yeah, typical run of the mill family, or he's like the typical run of the mill dad who just hangs around in the background while everything else goes goes on. Yeah, like I'm a dad of five daughters. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I'll but just that keep
2: would that. have been played up better if he was like that. And he's just like, yeah, right. Ugh. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm not this shit again. That oh, must be rag week, you know, that kind of th- that kind of thing. Oh boy. They're <laughs> like
2: little girls, Shane. Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, I'm talking about the older teens for fuck's sake, you know. All
2: right, all right. Um Yeah, I-, I think there's some pacing issues that go on in the movie. Some of this stuff, like, they they pry so much Annabelle shit into this movie yeah. that you're just like, come on, like I I get it, like that's the most famous, like, Warren's thing, is the, uh, other than Amityville, is, like, the doll. And yeah. it has no place in the movie. It 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 just really seems like they're stretching to get a longer time or something on it. I don't know. And I, I mean, know they were going to make an hours Annabelle hours movie. It, well,
0: it's nearly two hours as it is. That's long enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you could have cut some of the Annabelle out. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. But you know what did happen? Was it in this movie or in the sequel? I think it was in this movie when they show the Warren's daughter like going in and having that little scene with the Annabelle doll. Yeah. I completely 100% forgot that I had actually watched the third Annabelle movie until that scene. And I'm like, "Wait, didn't I already see a little girl <laughs> or or the Warren's daughter with the Annabelle doll?" I'm like, "Oh my god. That was a whole movie. I saw that movie." Yeah. <laughs> completely wiped from my memory that i watched that movie so i yeah it's i like this one i think i like this one the best now i know i said i like two better but after rewatching them i think this one stands out a little bit and i think it's really because of uh patrick wilson and uh and vera's performance i think um i think they did really good I, I, mike you still there what'd you think of part one
1: uh part one. Oh man i got so i got the other butcheter birth there's two of them one was limited to 100 the other one was limited to 180 and i got the one limited to 180. oh nice, nice. oh i just paid a lot of money for records that i should not <laughs> have spent listen you're working again you're rich now no this it, i just spent an absurd a fucking absurd amount of money on these four albums
0: go on how <sighs> much did you spend what how much did you spend
1: uh well i I have to convert it to hong kong but oh boy i think it was like i think i just spent like 250 holy shit 300 maybe with shipping i don't know i'm trying not to think about it i get paid thursday (laughs) 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 um yeah okay um anyway uh yeah part one um okay so like for the longest time i thought all these movies were overrated so much uh i saw part one in the theater and then i went to revisit it a few months ago and the thing that stuck out with me the most was the scene where the hide and go seek scene where they're clapping Mm -hmm. um i love that part and i think each one of these movies save for the newest one has something super memorable about about them um the first one is good like it's a good horror movie I think a lot of people amp it up way too much. And I think a lot of people bash on it too much like I used to. But when I revisited it, it's, it's a harmless movie. There's some cool scenes in it. Um, what's her face? Who, who's the Lily Taylor? She's yeah. great in it. I, She's awesome in it. Probably the standout performance of the movie. Ron Livingston's all right. <laughs> He's just kind of Ron Livingston. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good movie. I think I'd probably give it like a 6 out of 10.
2: Yeah, I was right around the same
1: because yeah. usually when I give like a five to something, I either I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just a kind of a movie. But this since I remember a scene from it and since I do kind of respect some of the things in it. So, yeah, it, it, it bumps it up a little bit more for me. So it's a it's a solid movie.
2: Yeah. what One thing that I like in, in a lot of these is because uh, the Warrens were based in Connecticut And you know how you get excited about stuff in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that thing. There's fucking nothing in Connecticut, all right? (laughs) (laughs) So when I see something, I'm like, oh, wait, I know that thing. Or, oh, this is in, you know, Shelton. Oh, I know where Shelton is. That's right down the road. Like, I love shit like that. And every one of these movies has some, like, Connecticut stuff in it. And I'm like, oh, I love it. I just love dumb shit like that. Like, at the end of the movie, one part that I always like is at every one of the Conjuring movies, they do, like, newspaper clippings or, like, you know, recordings or stuff from the the case that they investigated and they show what the first newspaper clipping they show where it's like this big thing about the warrens it says from the connecticut daily campus i'm like that's yukon's newspaper that they give out at the dining hall and nobody picks up unless you want to know which dining hall is serving wings the next day (laughs) (laughs) so when you have this newspaper the daily campus i'm like come on man that's so funny So I I love the little Connecticut stuff that's in there. That's uh, that always gives me an extra amount of joy because I get so little of it in movies. So, but yeah, that's part one. Uh, Let me go through part two Uh, again. um, Directed by James Wan, he returned. I thought I was doing
1: part two, but that's cool. Oh, were you? Yeah, I mean it's fine. Unless no, you want to do
2: part two? Go ahead.
1: I really don't care.
2: Part three. I thought you were doing part three. No, Shane said he was doing one. Hold on, I gotta prove somebody wrong here. Uh oh, it's not gonna be see, hold us. on. I going to do part one. Oh fuck! Yeah. All right, I'll do three. Because <laughs> I guess that's what I said. Because <laughs> I guess that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think you said
1: I'm not watching two. No, I said I meant I'm not gonna watch one again oh okay
0: hey dear <laughs> listeners this is how organized we are
1: that's right i have like the notes open for two and everything and then when i was watching three last night i told val i'm like yeah thank god i'm not talking about this one. <laughs> 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 oh no all right
2: all right i'll i'll go into two and you can add anything that i miss mike because i don't have a whole lot here okay so along with uh james wad and the uh The Warrens returning, Uh, we have uh, Madison Wolfe, who is in The Devil's Due and True Detective, and uh, Francis O'Connor, who is in AI. Uh, They're they're both in this, along with a bunch of other actors that I haven't seen before. Um, This time, uh, the Warrens go to London for the Hodgson family being haunted, uh, based on the Enfield poltergeist incident. Um, when you look up stuff about the actual investigation, it seems like the Warrens weren't really involved a lot. Like, they went there for, like, a day or two, and most of the stuff was being done by, like, a British-led crew, um, the Society of Psychical Research, which, psychical cannot be a word, right? Is it? There's no way. (laughs) I don't know. But, um... But it seems like they were just like, oh, well, we know the Warrens went here for this one thing. So let's do a whole movie about it. And there's going to be action and adventure and all kinds of shit. I'm like, all right, well, that's that's a little bit of a stretch. You know, them investigating a haunted house that, you know, they did for a while is one thing. But taking a a weekend trip to London doesn't I guess that makes a movie. I don't know. So anyway, uh, I kind of like the family better in this one. I mean, even though there's still a ton of kids, there's all, there's too many fucking kids in these movies. They can't keep them straight. Um, they at least do a good job of the the few kids that they sort of, that make stand out, the little girl who's constantly being possessed and the brother that stutters and the older daughter. Like, they're all individuals and in they're actual characters. I didn't feel like any of the girls in the last movie were real characters in it. Um so they stood out a little better um turns out that the house that these folks are living in the mom and the daughters is haunted by an old man who used to live there and died and um he seems confused and angry and is an asshole but there may be something more sinister underneath the uh the old man um so the story sort of stretches out from there, and much like they spent way too much time talking about Annabelle in the first Conjuring movie, they spend way too much time talking about The Nun in this movie. Um, there's a bunch of scenes that are like... I don't know. They're, they're, it's a lot of foreshadowing, and and I get that they're trying... They're trying to set up this whole universe or whatever and, and spawn other movies that come off of this, but to me, it felt... Like really stapled on again, and and from what I understand, originally all the stuff that they had shot, the nun wasn't going to be a nun. It was going to be like a demon with like horns and like just a big like devil monster thing. And they went back and reshot it because James Wan wanted it to be a more religious iconog- <laughs> iconography. Iconography. How the hell do you say that word? I, have it my head. Uh, I can iconography something like that. I... He wanted it to... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he wanted it more religious is what he wanted. So he made it a nun. And I get the idea that's nice. I like that. But at the same time I think if it was more of just like a generic devil it wouldn't feel as like forced like this is going to be our next movie. Stay tuned. <laughs> you know, if it was just a monster you'd be like okay. So I didn't really love the uh, the nun stuff in it even though it's a creepy design and that's good. Um I liked this but it fucking drags in the middle. Like the pacing on this one really slows down. Uh when once they start going through some of the investigations and stuff, uh it it doesn't like move as well as the first one does. Uh, although I think the cinematography in this one is much better. It's it's beautiful, this movie. Oh yeah. And and some of this stuff with like the um the crooked man, that stuff's all great. I like that. I like the design of that. It's like creepy in the way it moves. Um, and they don't really shy away from showing some of the creepy shit that happens in this one. And that's as the movies go on, they sort of ramp that up more. Or like in the first one, you're like, is it really a ghost? Maybe it's just possessed. And in this one, it's like, no, here's the ghost. Take a look at it. There it is. <laughs> uh, the, um, I don't know, the setup with the Warren's kid that, that continues on this. I, it, oh, no, this is the one that showed her going with the Annabelle doll. Like, I forgot about that. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like the extra shit they put into these. It doesn't seem like they're trying to focus on one story. It seems like they're spending way too much time building up other stories that they're not going to bother telling. And I I think that's the uh, the real problem that this one runs into. Um, Its tone doesn't completely stay the same. It goes from like schlocky and goofy to like heartfelt and then back to like serious scary drama like the scene where they're they find out the girl was faking something at one point and they're all they're like that's it we're leaving they pack up and they go to leave and they get on the bus and they're like oh my god i've got to pull out the tapes and i've got to review them right now and they have this like quick cut with tense action music <laughs> and they're pulling out the tapes and they're putting them on a table and they're hitting play i'm like that's a little dramatic come on um so I don't know. I there's more negative in this than the last time I saw it. I last time I saw it I really liked this one and this time I'm like it's not that good. I kind of like one better. So if uh if the first one was like a 6, I'd I'd drop this one down to like a 5 or so. But uh what what'd you have on there Mike?
1: Um so I I rewatched this a few days ago and the last time I saw this a few parts stuck out to me as well more than the first one. Uh, that, like, one-shot take with the old man on the chair is, oh, is fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody says that. about this entire franchise. That scene is fucking great.
0: Um, it's it's, he's sat in the corner, isn't he? Right. And it's and, kind of dark. And you kind of you think something is there. And then you know he's there. And then he moves. And you're like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, so they have the little girl sitting in the chair. And then... They, they make the, the primary focus on Patrick Wilson, who I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned before, but he's like one of my three like, man crushes. That dude kills it in anything he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they make the main focus on Patrick Wilson. And in the background, you see the little girl and she's out of focus. But as this scene's going on, I'm pretty sure it's done in all one take, which I'm such a nerd for. But you see the little girl slowly becoming you could tell it's cgi because they're kind of morphing morphing her into the old man and then you see him moving and he's like this is my house and it's so well done it's incredible i love it um another scene is i know you said ryan that the nun was too much and i agree uh to a point but the nun looks so cool
2: Oh, it's a great design. Yeah. It's it's absolutely. insanely
1: good. And the the part Rivera is uh or Lorraine Warren is in that one room and she's and the lights go off and then you see her going up to the painting of the nun and you see like at first shot you just see the painting of the nun and the second shot you see like it's got eyes and it's staring at her. It's awesome. It's so cool looking. He can really shoot a movie. Uh the crooked man's okay. You could tell I know the actor can do those things, but it was it was kind of uh cgi overlaid on top of it. Yeah. Um but I mean that's okay and that was cool and everything. But my main point is that this movie has so many different uh things going for it. Like I love the location for this movie. It's completely different. It's you know, uh nineteen seventies London, I believe. Or yeah. yeah. And uh, I know that the real life um, incident, I mean, you can kind of t- I think even one of them admitted it was all BS. And I really don't like how this whole series jerks off the Warrens as because they yeah. weren't these they're really making these people out to be these superheroes Patrick yes. Wilson's like fixing all the things in the house. And he's like, well, I can fix this <laughs> and I can fix that. And look at me, how ch- I can sing. I can do this. I can do that. It's, okay, we get it, you know.
2: But uh, I believe that's a Mary Sue, Mike. Is that what they call it? Isn't that what it is when your lead can do everything and they're the best at everything? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense,
1: you know. Uh, but the movie has so many things going for it. There's a lot of different scenes in this that I, I love. And it's not just... Hey, that's a cool scene. I mean, they're pretty memorable, and they're for a horror, for a mainstream horror movie. It's it's f- cool to see. Um, but my but my negatives were probably uh, when I was watching it in the theater, and the nun first makes her appearance in the house with Vera and her daughter. Like you could see the word Valak on the bookshelf, and they make it obvious. Mm-hmm. Like they make it so. You know they're not gonna catch this until repeated viewings. But I, I noticed it immediately. Like valak is spelled on her bookshelf as a way to like I don't know, keep the books up or something. But it's just too much of the the writing really gets me because they make these people out to be superheroes and they were just con artists. I was reading a couple articles and I guess the real life Ed Warren wanted everything to be a demonic possession and he was too intense in a lot of these cases and the, you could tell they just loved the fame and they just loved making money. Oh, um, yeah. Regardless if you believe any of these cases or not, I I'm sure these people weren't as heroic as the movies making them out to sound. Um,
2: <laughs> I can't wait to get to the third one.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just, it, I just, I feel like this movie's way better than the first one. All those moments stick out to me and they're, they're shot really well. The acting is super solid, uh,
2: and I yeah I I'd probably give this one a seven. Okay, so we went we went opposite ways on this one. Yeah, what did you think of Conjuring Two, Shane?
0: I actually like this movie because I can remember us when we talked about it um, the first time. Um, I actually quite like this movie. Um, it's set in London Enfield, um, and it's kind of funny because I kind of know the area.
2: There you go. See, doesn't that add to it?
0: Um, it, it does it a little bit. Yeah. Um, the fact what I liked about it because it was filmed on location as well. Um, mm. uh, actually filmed in London. Um, I just thought it added to it, and it was really, really cool. And uh, just seeing the old streets and all the old nineteen seventies furniture and the decor and stuff like that, and as like, I can remember, what it was like. Because obviously, I was born in the seventies, so. Um, that's the 1970s, just for the record. Um, and it was just... I remember stuff like that. And it's just like the little things, the little nuances that you would see um, <clears throat> on the film. It was like how it was in reality. And it's like seeing the old 1970s buses, Piccadilly Circus, how that was like, you know, back in the 70s as well. Because obviously... You see, films portray London as like all these Cockney rhyming slang kind of types, when in fact it wasn't like that at all. Not really. It was just yeah, you had your Cockney rhyming slang, but you also had your upper class posh bastards as well. So um, it was uh, it was really cool to see how that came across, and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I agree. I didn't think too much of the whole Nun thing, because I thought the movie The Nun was fucking shit. Um, I, have, I never watched that you one. You know, before.
1: and I was telling this to Val, I really like The Nun because it's so stupid. It's terrible. <laughs> but it reminded me of an, a horrible like 80s, 90s movie that you just kind of like because it's so horrible. And that's what The Nun is. It's so over the top. It's so stupid. But it's I think it knows it. So, <laughs> like, while the nun looks super legit in this movie, she's, like, doing all kinds of stupid stuff in her own movie. I just got a crack out of it.
2: I should watch that one. I like a bad movie every now and then. Oh, I forgot, on this one, I forgot to even mention it. The opening is the, they show the Amityville case. Um, where uh, where they go and they're, they're visiting the, the Lutz family. And uh she Lorraine's doing a seance and she like remembers uh what's his face? The kid the kid that went through and killed his whole family with a gun. Mm. Um I can't remember his name right now. But that was a good part. I kinda like that. I mean, it, it didn't focus enough on the incest like Amityville two the possession did, because that was obviously the highlight. <laughs> so they missed that part. Big opportunity missed. Big opportunity. <laughs> Oh, God! yeah, all right, so that's part two. Mike, uh, you want to tell us about conjuring three? I'm glad the I conjuring don't have made to, me do it.
1: I'm glad I don't have to spoil it because I fell asleep within the last 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> I fell asleep last night too I to watching this morning. That's
1: why I woke up. I'm like, thank God I don't have to talk about this one and now so oh, I'm gonna God. be really struggling. uh that's all right. Because, so I literally have a Wikipedia. Uh, page up right now because it's this is a rough one so from what i remember uh this new movie takes place in 1981 uh the the warrens are back they're back to hunting ghosts that's what they do they're superheroes they get to the bottom of these real life non-faked cases they they're not in it for the money they are good people so in this one um it starts off with a uh exorcism of a little boy by the name of David who's the little kid in uh haunting of hill house. And
2: oh yeah, that's where I've seen him.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh it's uh it's uh, a scene and there's a quote homage unquote uh to exorcist in it where yeah, they drop yeah. Um,
2: did you yeah. mean just a shot for shot reshoot of the priest getting out?
1: <laughs> yes. I looked at the van like, this is so insulting. Um, <laughs> so they're doing the exorcist and it's a typical exorcist scene. You know, you got like bones breaking and CGI a little kid, like making all these weird movements. And uh, at the end of the exorcism, uh, the daughter's boyfriend uh, picks the kid up and he goes, go into me, come into me, you know, leave him alone oh, and like in
2: the exorcist <laughs> yes <laughs> so
1: uh <laughs> i actually didn't make that connection till just now um so yeah the little the little kid demon goes into him and that's where this movie supposedly uh takes place with uh, i i really didn't know about their true story of this until this movie Supposedly I, I don't know if it's true or not I don't know anything about this They're making it seems like this is the most um, Remembered Exorcist case of all time I, I really have never heard of it But uh, <laughs> Patrick Wilson Is the only one who sees that the uh, Boyfriend picked up the kid And the demon goes into him But unfortunately he's got a heart attack During it because the demon gave him A heart attack you see Mm. The the little boy jumped on him and he said, I will give you, I will make your heart stop, old man. Hold on one second. Give me one minute.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, man. I'm going to have to pee. Did you watch this one, Shane?
0: Well, Conjuring 3, no, not yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm back. Forget.
1: My my cat got into something. Um. So, yeah, the little boy jumps on uh, Ed Warren, and he goes, I'm going to give you a heart attack, old man, and he stops his heart, and I guess he gives Patrick Wilson a, a heart attack. Um, but he was the only one who saw that the, the demon went into the, the teenager. So uh, he goes into the hospital, and I guess life just goes on after this because the yeah. following scene, everybody's cool now. I, I'm assuming this happened I don't know, a day ago, a couple days ago, where uh this little boy was possessed and now the the um the whole family is just living like nothing happened. But what's kinda of funny is there's still claw marks on the walls and everything in the background. Like they didn't even <laughs> attempt to repair any of the damage this demon did like you would think that this would cause you know mental turmoil that this little boy was possessed by a demon and but there's still claw marks and everything that was getting me hard um and that sounded real weird
2: that was getting me hard
1: yeah. <laughs> That was getting me good um but yeah so in a in a weird which i thought patrick wilson would be out for a longer period of time but even a scene after that, he just like comes out of his state where he was incapacitated at the hospital. He just wakes up and tells Lorraine, uh, you know, the, the, the demon is in the teenager now. So she calls the police and she goes, Hey, there's going to be a tragedy. And, um, you guys got to get over there as soon as you can. So of course there is some sort of tragedy and, uh, the, the boy is, uh, arrested by the police and i guess that's where this whole story came from where it's uh, a case of uh whether it's not guilty or not guilty it's he was possessed by a demon um and then the the movie goes on to uh like witchcraft and there's a sorcerer and there's just it's real weird i wasn't expecting this kind of angle coming from a conjuring movie where they're trying to just uh, use, like, witches and stuff with it. Uh, the first two movies, at least, are based on these real-life things that could possibly happen, but you can yeah, tell Yeah, like, they oh, just...
2: it's, it's ghosts, and it's spooky, and... Yeah, you know.
1: th- there's scenes where, oh, man, you know, that's, that's creepy. But in this one, it's just way too out there. You have uh, Lorraine Warren going under... Um, crawl spaces because there's a uh a witch thing that gives curses and there's a lot of curses and witchcraft and stuff like that in here and now Lorraine Warren is like uh Xavier from X-Men who can just psychic ability her way to all these different things and it's just very out there um I liked Vera and Patrick Wilson in this a lot because for some reason they still keep giving it their all <laughs> with this series, and I don't know how they can keep doing that. Uh, but my main gripe is there wasn't anything memorable about this one. It's literally the most mediocre ghost witch movie I've seen in a long time. The, it's literally, like, scene repeated... At, uh, like, scenes just repeat themselves. Like, you see the, the close-up of uh, either Ed or Lorraine, and then they like look behind them, and something's standing there. Uh, it's just you know these uh, things are trying to chase them, and it's just over and over again the same stuff over and over, and it's not interesting whatsoever. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. At least I don't think I did, but it's really nothing to spoil. As you said about uh, another movie, Ryan, this is you've seen this before, done way yeah. better over several different times. Um that I wouldn't say even say the cinematography was that good. everything felt so digitized. There's a lot of outdoor scenes where you could tell they just like went on a green screen, which it kind of weirded me out a little bit uh it's just it just doesn't look good and it's it's really not a good movie i, I don't i I would even watch any of the spinoffs over this. oh that's the first Annabelle again. I I would totally watch that over this.
2: (laughs) Well, actually, now that I say that, I guess part three was worse because I didn't remember that I watched it. I didn't even know there was a part three. (laughs) It's so bad to watch it. Well, at
1: least when you're watching Annabelle, it's like, okay, that's, you know, the doll. That's something memorable. Anything that happens in the first one, it's okay. Like that demon scene where it's like chasing that woman up the stairs. Or whatever. That's something that you remember. And this, it there's nothing in it. Everybody's so bland. There's the only two people you even recognize is Ed and Lorraine Warren. Every, everyone else is just
2: there. It's it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one. Well, this one was directed by uh, Michael Chavez. Uh, he also directed The Curse of La Lorna. La, La Yorna. Oh god. The other movie I mentioned being super generic and I think that's what we got here. Uh I think missing James Wan behind the director's chair really hurt this movie. Uh it, if there was something more visually enticing, I think the movie would have, you know, caught a little better and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, more invested in this." But yeah, it's just nothing. And the Warren's superpowers are fucking way too over the top in this one. I mean, in the previous one where she has that little opening scene and she's revisiting the, tra- the tragic events in the Amityville house, okay. But in this one, she does it like four or five times. And each time it gets more ridiculous. And there's like all kinds of other superpowers that they get. And she can like transfer her conscience or something into somebody else. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> We're literally turning them into X-Men.
1: Yeah, like and there's there, that scene where she's in the car with the cop, and uh, Ed yes. Warren in the background.
2: And oh, i rolled my eyes. So yeah, she's hard. like,
1: "You, uh, you missed your turn." She died someplace back there, and he's like, "Oh, no, what? <laughs> <Are> you serious?
2: <laughs> so fucking stupid." Um, yeah, I did not like this story. Um, I didn't care about. <laughs> any of the characters and it seemed like nothing happened for the longest time until every one of these movies has like a part in the middle that just needs to be tightened up or something i mean they try to throw a bunch of spooky stuff that happens in the middle of the movies too but like it doesn't move the plot forward it's just like oh that was a scary situation excuse me oh boy um but yeah, I, I was not a fan of this one. This is easily the weakest of the three Conjurings, and it's not nearly as good as uh, Annabelle Creation. <laughs> that was way better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, wa- I wasn't a big fan of this one, although I will say on a positive side, um, the sound in this movie, I watched it with my surround system, and normally... Um, um, unless it's like uh, i guess this is a big budget movie i don't know but i was gonna say unless it's like a big budget movie and it's, on streaming you normally don't get like great surround sound on this it was fan-fucking-tastic like it, in the opening exorcism scene there's like doors and windows slamming and shit and it's like behind you and it's like really well done I, I thought the sound design on this was pretty good so i'll give it positive on that and the other positive thing i'll give on this is my Connecticut boner was at full mast the <laughs> whole movie, Mike. It was it was all, other than a brief trip to Massachusetts, it was all Connecticut the whole time. And I was like, oh, Brookfield, I know where that is. That's right up the road from my house. And they show the prison, and it's like Bridgeport Prison. I'm like, okay. Um, so that was great. The daughter's wearing a Yukon sweatshirt. I'm like, ah oh, yeah, I had <laughs> one of those. <laughs> so that stuff always gives me a chuckle. I love it. Yeah, I don't super recommend this one. I mean, if you're a huge fan of The Conjuring series... One thing I I will also say that I liked, I didn't notice them um, setting up another spinoff or sequel. Did you? No. Like, it was a fully contained story. I'll give it that. It was just about this one case, and it, it didn't have some other little demon thing that was going on in the background that you're going to see a spinoff movie too. I was kind of
1: hoping that they would, um, make it. So this was the last one or have like an inkling to this being the last conjuring movie. And the brief time I woke up at the very, very end, uh, it just like kind of faded to black. And they're like, this is what happened to the boy. Like, okay. (laughs) And that was it. It wasn't even a satisfying ending. And I
2: thought that, like you said, they would set something up
1: for a sequel, but they really
0: didn't.
2: Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of, um, or it's getting to that point where, like, you ever see the Friday the Thirteenth series on TV? I actually never watched that. Oh, okay. And, and well, in the series, in that TV show, and it has nothing to do with Jason. It's uh, these two; these two people have to investigate. Um, hauntings or whatever, and it's always tied to an an evil item. And they have to collect the evil item and bring it back to their antique shop and keep it in the safe to prevent the evil from getting out. So every episode, you know, they're like, oh, this girl's being attacked by something. And they go there, and oh my god, it's a haunted teddy bear. And they solve the haunting problem, and they take the teddy bear at the end of the episode, and they put it on the shelf. And that's how every one of these movies ends. It has him taking you know something whatever it is and putting it on the shelf in their room and i'm like it's just like friday the 13th
1: they did that in Erie, indiana too didn't they i never saw
2: that oh know. you never
1: watched that show it was uh no. it was like a 90s teenage show maybe they got that from the friday the 13th series but it's it was either Erie, indiana or no i think it was Erie, indiana and at the end of each episode he would take uh, like a trophy from that episode, from that case, and he would like catalog it. <laughs> it was
2: kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, so this one is kind of a letdown. Uh, if the others were around, you know, the five or six range, I'd put this one kind of at like a four. I was like disappointed.
1: That's, that's exactly what I gave it a four. So I'm I'm gonna read Val's review. Because she oh. gave it, she gave it a one. What? On <laughs> she gave it a one on IMDb, and then after I told her, I'm like, "Really a one?" I'm like, "You're gonna be one of those people?" She's like, "I hated this movie," and so I think she upped it to a two. But she uh, she wrote out a review for it on on, on IMDb, and it's currently processing. But the uh, <laughs> the cute. review is as follows: The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Text. Even the devil himself couldn't fix this crap. Waste <laughs> of no time. Waste of time, build up to nothing, slow as hell. Felt like I was watching the same scenes over and over again with slight differences. Didn't expect much, but yikes, don't bother. Summary, god awful.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Wasn't a fan then. Yeah, but a lot of people are so pumped for these movies. There's a contingent of Conjuring fans that are, like, ravenous for the next one of the series, and I, I don't get it.
1: I mean, I I, I, I did kind of get it before this movie. You know, it's like this Marvel horror Marvel universe type thing, and I get it. You could be attached to these these superhero characters,
2: but I mean,
1: after this movie, I don't see
2: it. Can I go into a quick spoiler that I want to discuss at the, the very end? Absolutely. All right. So, spoilers from here on. Um, at at one point. Lorraine goes to the former priest's house, and it turns out the priest had a kid, and the kid is the witch who's giving people all these curses, and maybe I missed the part where they explain why she's doing it, I don't know, nor do I really care, it, it, didn't, it didn't really have consequences to why she was doing it, Um, but then she goes into the underground caverns beneath this guy's house to like find her evil temple and she has to destroy it. And then like the witch and her battling and there's like all kinds of spooky shit happening. She keeps seeing herself. And that was kind of a pretty interesting sequence. But then, you know, Patrick Wilson comes busting in with a sledgehammer and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Now all of a sudden he's knocking down columns. He's breaking stuff everywhere. And I'm like, Oh, so now he has like super strength. And like at the This is after end... a
1: heart attack, by the way.
2: Right, right, yeah. At the very end, he takes his sledgehammer and he smashes her altar with one hit and the whole thing, like, fucking blows apart. It's like this huge marble slab and he hits it once and it's just like, go, 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 just comes to pieces. So I'm like, all right, so she's like Professor X and he's like Colossus or something. Yeah. Like, he's got super strong swinging his sledgehammer around. I don't know. It was it was laughable. I was laughing at like how extreme they made this. Like you said, they completely turned them into superheroes. Yeah, that's and... it's
1: just a shame, man. It, well, too had such great cinematography and and acting and everything. This was just I was la- like you,
2: I was laughing through it. Yeah, yeah. There was stuff that uh, the fucking zombie scene. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Oh it's just God. it's so
1: how many times are we, in a horror movie are we gonna see a fat zombie and it's just there for the audience to go oh no that's that's a fat one how is he gonna take <laughs> what's, that one down That what's huge it's it's, it's in like zombie land oh. it's in every zombie oh movie. lord he
2: coming yeah exactly and <laughs> oh i don't know yeah uh I'm glad I watched this on HBO and didn't pay for it. So, well, I guess I paid, you know. you know. Oh, you goes. paid. Well, I'm watching The Sopranos, Mike, so I'll, I'll count that as my <laughs> Sopranos subscription. Free Conjuring. That's about it, man. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Shane, are you still looking forward to this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I didn't know that you didn't watch it, but
1: it's... I wouldn't even bother, man. It's it's terrible. It's not like oh, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's so it's just bland. Like you were saying mayonnaise on white bread, like this is mayonnaise on moldy bread that people have forgotten about already.
2: <laughs> and the mayonnaise is fat-free. <laughs> oh, awful.
0: I think oh. I'll, I'll probably watch it if I can get it by other means, but I'm not holding my breath out for it.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's not worth paying for, but you know, if you watch it, you'd be like, okay, I did watched you, it. Yeah. Did you?
1: I, so I watched this on what's? I always watch movies with subtitles because that's how I am. And I I don't know if you caught it, but in the very beginning, where Ed Warren is in the hospital still, they are calling a doctor, and they're like, Doctor Merrick, can you please go to this room? Oh, and I'm like so it's, really. It's like a wink.
2: Yeah, you're really going to be... The
1: whole intro to this movie is The Exorcist, apparently.
2: (laughs) Just watch The Exorcist instead. It's way better. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I don't know if anyone mentioned, but this thing's two hours long.
2: Yeah, I fell asleep last night, and I was like... I, I was pretty far into it. So I go, okay, I'll watch the last 20 minutes this morning. And I got up and I, and I rewound to where I left off. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, this is another 40 minutes.
1: I We paused it yesterday because Val and I were drinking a little bit. We we're celebrating something else. And uh, she's like, how much is left of this crap? And we were just slightly halfway. I think we were just slightly under. And she looked
2: at me. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I hear you. I hear that. Oh, God. You know, this is a completely, completely side story. Um, but saying fat-free mayonnaise just reminded me that Alisa went to the grocery store and she goes, look what I found. And she pulled out a jar of honey mustard salad dressing. Zero calorie. Not, Not even just fat-free. Zero calorie honey mustard dressing. And I go, what the fuck is that? She's like, I don't know. Maybe it's good. And I'm like, it's not. There's no. How how could you make something zero calorie and it's like, you know, a creamy dressing? That means there's no oil in it. If there's no oil in it, what the hell is in it? Just like thickeners. So she opened this up and she had this big salad she made. And she's like, all right, I'm going to taste it first before I put it on my salad. I'm like, smart move. So she dips like a carrot into it and takes a bite and gags. She goes, oh, my God, something's wrong. And I go, what are you talking about? I, I dip a spoon in and I taste <laughs> it. Mike, I almost threw up. I've never been so close to throwing Whoa. up in my life that I was like, I had my head over the wow. sink, running the faucet into my mouth to get the flavor out. I was like, eh. <laughs> Oh, my oh, God. It was unbelievable. So if you ever see, I wish I... She threw the bottle out immediately. We, I didn't get a picture of the bottle. <laughs> the whole full bottle right in the trash. <laughs> um, so avoid uh, calorie free salad dressing. It's not worth it.
1: There's some things that are calorie free that I, because uh, I'm on, I'm, I really go for low carb yeah. as much as I can, and it's, it's very rare that I find anything fat free. Because fat free is a whole scam. I don't want to get into sugar. it but in the '60s, like. Yeah, it's, it's scientists were paid literally in the '60s to say fat was bad for you, because they wanted to pump up the sugar intake for people, and that's that's all it was. I mean, fat is good for you. It's I really that's what you go on. It's the carbohydrates and sugar that really kill you. So when you see something that's like fat-free, every time you see something that's fat-free, you look at those carbohydrates and it's yeah. through the roof. It's it's always pumped full of sugar. And I know this has nothing to I do know, with The Conjuring,
2: but, <laughs> but I just got to get that out there. <laughs> I get hooked on I get fascinated with it. My favorite example of it was uh, when my cousin lived with me. He had a bottle of sugar-free caramel sauce for putting on your ice cream. And I'm like...
0: <laughs> do you know what? I remember you telling me about that I'm like, years ago. It's
2: caramel is sugar what the hell is this yeah that's exactly (laughs) what what is is. this then if it's sugar-free
1: it was disgusting there's a barbecue sauce that i buy it's like sugar-free and it's pretty good it's at walmart it's like uh there's this dude on the front of it it's his name or something but it's it's actually not bad they also make a honey mustard trash
2: (laughs) again the (laughs) honey mustard. big fails yeah all right well there you have it folks Everything you need to know about The Conjuring. We ended up talking about fucking Honey Mustard. I'm (laughs) going to make that one of the hashtags when
1: I post it about this. (laughs) Hashtag
2: Honey Mustard. I'm going to have her find that brand and take a picture for me so I can lambast them on uh, social media. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. I got to take a leak so thank you everyone for listening to us and thank you fellows for joining me uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast or Gmail all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com the Facebook group all you need is blood if you want to get a hold of me I am on Twitter at Ryan Tutelo, on Instagram all you need Ryan and I'm on the Facebook group the uh, upcoming horror com message board you can find me on there there's gonna bound to be some decent e3 talk coming up so if you want to get into some video games and and uh, be not excited for dumb things that come out. That's the place to go. How about you, Mike?
1: Uh, I do the uh, Instagram, All You Needs Blood podcast. Uh, I can finally look forward to not posting about Conjuring anymore. Uh, I'm on the Facebook groups, uh, the forums. So. Shane? Yeah.
0: You can find me on <clears throat> Twitter, Dead Cell Society 74. All you need is Blood podcast group on Facebook. And you can also find me on Instagram as RoboGen74. All right, great.
2: Well, thanks, fellas. And I will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Shane, I don't think I have ever laughed that hard as when you brought up the legacy of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I hope you leave that entire Tears segment. were
2: running down my face. I was crying. You I was laughing to. so hard.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. And
1: I, I don't want it to mean like we were laughing at you, but just like I never would have thought of the you know, Legacy and Our Podcast. You know what I mean? It just caught me off guard.
0: <laughs> it, it's just really bizarre how we were talking about it, because the whole subject for the um, thing we were talking about was about legacy, and it wasn't. It was wasn't just podcast. It was music. It was film directors, photographers, di- um, directors, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was my buddy Jeff um, who said he was really impressed. He actually gave us um, gave us quite a big up because um, he said he's really impressed how we did it all naturally. We did it all like without buying followers or like forcing people you have to listen <laughs> to our podcast and share we it do that? Like, on. Um uh, no, he's saying Yeah, as but an example, We can we do that, we can force people to listen. Yeah I mean I just threaten I people about to listen that. to it. You know? So I guess in a sense I do kind of force people to listen to it.